Hey everybody, welcome back to Investing with Wesley. You know, a lot of people say that real estate is the best investment, and in today's video, I wanna to explain to you exactly why people think that is. So with that being said, let's get into it. So for starters, let's talk about how people make money from their investments. People can really invest in anything. They can invest in real estate, like we're talking about today. They can invest in stocks, bonds. They can invest in art, music, royalties, you name it. A lot of people can invest in a lot of different things. But how do people actually make a profit investing? Now for most things, the investment profit comes when you sell whatever your investment was. Whether it's collectible art and antiquities or stocks, typically you buy at a certain price hoping to sell it for a greater price in the future. Now obviously that's a very watered down version of investing. But the point is for most types of investments, the profit comes when you sell your asset at an appreciated price. Now there certainly are different types of paper investments that will pay you monthly, quarterly, or annual dividends. And there's also bonds that you could buy that will pay you monthly, quarterly, or annual interest. Now when it comes to bonds, most people I know that invest in bonds don't really invest in bonds hoping that the strike price goes up. They're investing in bonds not for the strike price to go up, but to receive cash flow every month in interest payments. Now for those people that are willing to take on a little bit more risk but still want the cash flow side of things when it comes to a bond, they'll invest in dividend or value stock. Now a value stock is usually a company that is very well established. These are things like AT&T, Home Depot, Coca-Cola, all of these are considered value stocks because they're well-established businesses that pay a dividend. And in most cases, they raise the amount of dividend they pay every year. Now, value stocks work very different from growth stocks, where growth stocks hardly ever pay a dividend, and if they do, it is very small. Because most of the income or profits they receive doing business, they reinvest back into their business to grow even larger. Whereas value stocks are already large, already growth and well-established, and they're willing to cut a portion of their profits to their shareholders. People often invest in growth stocks because they're smaller companies with a lot of upward mobility, and typically these investments are strictly appreciation. They wanna buy low, hoping to sell for a much higher price in the future. Because these companies don't pay a dividend, that's really the only way you're gonna see a big profit. Now, if you were to invest in a value stock, on the other hand, whether they pay their dividend monthly, quarterly, or annually, you'll receive profits one of two ways. You'll receive a profit when you collect that dividend. Because you are part owner of that company, because you are a shareholder, you'll receive a little bit of profit every month, quarter, or year. The other way is the same way as the growth stocks, where the price of the share appreciates over time and you sell it for a profit. But then there's real estate. Real estate gives you the benefit of pretty much all those other kinds of investments as well as a lot more benefits. This is why people say that real estate is the best investment because no matter how you look at it, real estate actually touches every single different category when it comes to investing. It's good for cash flow, it's good for taxes, it's good for leveraging, and it's good for appreciation. Let's talk about the cash flow side of things first. In most cases, you're going to buy a house with a mortgage and hardly ever pay cash. In fact, I recommend never paying fully cash for a home, but instead leveraging that much money across multiple properties to bring in that much more monthly income. So you have a piece of property and it has a 30 year fixed mortgage. You're renting that piece of property out. And although the goal would be to rent it for more than it costs you per month in mortgage, let's just say that you're breaking even when it comes to mortgage. You're only charging them the amount of mortgage that you have. Now, aside from the risk of you having to pay for all the maintenance, so you want a little bit of wiggle room, let's just put that aside for right now. If you just broke even on your investment and used the rent you were receiving to pay for that mortgage, you're still making a profit. Most people don't realize this, 
but not only is your real estate appreciating in value over time, but you're also paying down that mortgage, thus collecting more and more equity. And the fact that there even is a mortgage on that property means that you could write off some of the interest that you pay on that mortgage. Because even though you're not seeing any profit in the form of cash flow because your rent is equal to your mortgage, you're still receiving a profit because the amount of equity in your property is building up as well as all the tax write-offs and benefits that come with owning real estate. Now, like I said, you could also treat real estate like like a commodity and that's because there's actually certain rarity when it comes to buying land and buying a home if you're thinking about real estate in this aspect then all you have to realize is that every house is located on a plot of land and they're not making any more land so as the global population grows every single day the amount of available space shrinks to accommodate all those new bodies for this reason a lot of people invest in raw land they do this for the sake of that raw land potentially going up in value drastically as new developments and new people move into that general area. Raw land is the cheapest way to invest in real estate aside from maybe paper investments like REITs. This is because there is no power, no water, there is no development on this land whatsoever. It is you literally going and buying just a raw chunk of land. That kind of investing definitely isn't gonna grow your portfolio rapidly, but it will give you solid diversification over time. Now let's talk about leverage when it comes to real estate. Pretty much everyone knows that you could buy real estate with 10, 20% down and use the rest as debt and now you own a piece of property that's hopefully generating cash flow or at least paying down your mortgage. But typically when people make these videos or educate people on why real estate is such a great investment, they use leveraging of your assets as one of their major points. Now although it's way easier to leverage your assets to get a mortgage and buy a piece of property, it's not the only way you can invest using leverage. You can invest using leverage in a IRA, you, you can invest using leverage using a margin account and just buy more stocks with that margin money. There's plenty of ways you can leverage your money to invest more, but only real estate provides a really safe way to do so. And that's because interest rates for mortgages is extremely low. Now currently you can find some extremely low interest rates when it comes to margin. We're talking less than 1%. But the fact is that when you get a mortgage, it's guaranteed to stay that exact rate for anywhere from 15 to 30 years. Whereas a margin loan, that interest rate varies depending on the prime rate, the federal funds rate, and the new SOFA rate. So as a whole, yes, being able to leverage your money to buy more assets is really easy and a really good thing when it comes to real estate. Let me give you an example of the power of leveraging your money. Let's say you had $100,000 and every single home in the world for the sake of this example costed $100,000. Instead of paying cash for one home, you could actually leverage your money. You could buy five different properties all putting 20% down on each property. So out of your own money, you would have $20,000 into each of these properties and the remaining $80,000 would all be debt or a mortgage. Now again, although the goal is to rent these out for more than your mortgage to generate cash flow, let's just say in this example, all you did was break even. Well, after 15 or 30 years, whatever the mortgage term is that you got, let's just say after 15 or 30 years, you didn't collect any cash flow whatsoever. Everything just paid down your mortgage. Once all the mortgages in these five homes are completely paid off, let's just say they didn't even appreciate in value. They still remained $100,000. Well, just by leveraging your money, you effectively turned $100,000 into $500,000 when you sell these homes. Now, when it comes to this example as an actual investment, you didn't receive any money in the form of cash flow and you didn't receive 
any profits in the form of appreciation. All you did was turn $100,000 into $500,000 over the course of 30 years by leveraging your money and then selling after your mortgages are paid off. But in the world of investing, there's a rule called the rule of 72. Now I've created a video on what exactly this rule means, but basically the rule of 72 is you take the number 72 and divide it by whatever the number is of interest you're receiving on an investment. That gives you the approximate number of years it's gonna take for your money to double. Now if we do some backwards math, turning $100,000 into $500,000 over the course of 30 years means that your money is doubling every six years. And if you instead put that money somewhere else like a stock, mutual fund, or an ETF and tried growing it at that same pace over the course of 30 years, your investment would need to grow 12% each year in order to keep up with the amount of profits you would have received doing the real estate example. Now I'm trying to compare apples to apples. That's why I'm not using appreciation, tax benefits, or cash flow when it comes to my real estate example. We are just talking about leveraging your money over 30 years, you sell and now have $500,000. If you decided to use paper investing, your original $100,000 would have to go into an ETF mutual fund or some sort of an investment and get 12% interest every year in order to end with the same $500,000 at the end of 30 years. This is why real estate is such a powerful investment because you're able to receive the exact same returns you could using a stock because it's not that hard to get 12% growth in a stock but you're able to receive that exact same growth as well as tax benefits, possible cash flow, and much more benefits while also diversifying amongst a bunch of different real estate assets. When it comes to stocks, bonds, and paper investing, every time you diversify and spread your money across multiple investments, the amount of gain you receive on that investment usually dwindles. So to have an extremely safe and efficient portfolio while simultaneously also getting a 12% rate of return can be pretty challenging. But with real estate, you can diversify across a bunch of different properties in different states, countries, and so on. That way, if rent in one particular area fell through, you have other properties in other locations still paying really good rent. And lastly, I know not everyone has $100,000 laying around to invest in multiple properties, and I know that not every property is worth $100,000. In fact, they're typically worth way more than that. And if you don't have that kind of spare change lying around to invest in real properties, there are always paper investments called REITs. REITs stands for Real Estate Investment Trust. And basically what this is, is a paper investment where you give this REIT your money and they use that money to invest in real estate. So think of it like an ETF or a mutual fund, but strictly for real estate investing. Usually with REITs, you don't see too much capital appreciation in the stock price of the investments. Because they're designed to work like real real estate would, you won't see too much appreciation in price, but you will typically see a very good dividend that they pay either monthly, quarterly, or annually. So just like if you invested that money into a real piece of property yourself, you can receive a pretty good amount of cash flow and a little bit of appreciation by investing in REITs as well. But as far as investing in real estate goes, that's pretty much all the points I had to talk about today. In my next episode though, I'll talk to you about how to properly structure your real estate investing and how to use LLCs to properly protect yourself from liabilities, creditors, and angry renters. I hope you got value from this video. If you did, please remember to like and subscribe because it really helps the YouTube algorithm and get this channel out there so I could help educate more people on the very important topic of finance and investing. Until our next episode, have a good one.